about Say you don't know the Cleveland beat What you talking about Say you don't know the Cleveland beat You must be crazy You must be crazy Hello and happy February and Valentine's Day I'm Deanna Adams and welcome to the Cleveland Beat because it's Heart Month, we'll be talking to Kelly Standish from the American Cancer Society, who will speak about the many programs and services for cancer treatment and recovery. We'll then chat with very interesting guy, he's a painter, Will Sanchez, who will tell us about his art gallery and boutique, as well as his brand new creative cafe, which is set to open on March 1st. And then we'll take you to talk to Terry Bob. He's the drummer for the art band, our featured performers who will be doing this month's out of the box live stream at the Music Box Supper Club. So now that I have your attention, let's get started. We're talking to Kelly Standish from the American Cancer Society. She is the senior manager of corporate accounts. And hello, Kelly, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are you today? Very good. I'm anxious to hear uh, more about what you do. Uh, tell me how you got involved with the society. Um, I actually worked in corporate real estate for many, many years. And during that time, I did a lot of events for family and friends and a lot of fundraising for different nonprofit organizations. Um, my two sons, Tim and Joe Smith, actually got involved with the American Cancer Society several years ago when they lost their stepmom to breast cancer. And she was very young. And a couple of years ago, I decided to retire from my real estate career and decided that I wanted to work for a nonprofit organization. And the American Cancer Society just happened to have a job opening. So long, long story short, I applied for that and I did get the job and I've been with the American Cancer Society since last February. So I've, I've been working, um, for them through this whole pandemic, which has been quite interesting. <laughs> and the challenge too, you know, so the doors open and then it's like, whoa, now, you know, <laughs> have to change things up. Um, so I, I know there's, you know, so many uh, programs and services the American Cancer Society offers. Can you just give us a little bit about, um, well, you know, the, the, what you offer, you know, some things that people may not know that you could, that you're offering? Sure, so, absolutely. So the American Cancer Society is a national organization based in Atlanta. We have a very robust office here in Northeast Ohio. Um, the American Cancer Society has a website, cancer.org, that provides all kinds of information and services to cancer patients, cancer survivors, cancer caregivers. It is um, something that is available 24-7, along with a 1-800 number, which is on the website. So if you have questions about your care, um, where to get care, if you have questions about financial situations, you can call that 1-800 number 24-7. Um, in addition to assistance with um, cancer patients, caregivers, and the support system, we also do a lot of research or we fund research, which I think a lot of people don't understand. So the people that are very active, for instance, at the Cleveland Clinic um, and other healthcare institutions that are doing research on specific cancers, breast cancer, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, 
those are funded by the American Cancer Society. So during the year, we have several different fundraising initiatives to raise money to fund those grants for our researchers. In fact, we're just getting ready to start our campaign this year um, with a, it's called Research Hers, and it's actually a campaign that funds female cancer researchers because they are underfunded in the whole research field. Um, and that's, that's a um, very critical campaign for us because we feel like women do bring a, a different uh, mindset to the field of research. Um, so we will be starting that campaign that runs through May and June. And then our other big campaign that funds specifically breast cancer research is called Real Men Wear Pink. And that campaign runs in October. And it's a, it's a really fun campaign. Um, we get a lot of uh, CEOs and sports personalities and media personalities involved, and it's all men. And they rally around each other and they compete to raise money. And it's a lot of fun for them. And it's a lot of fun for us to watch as the as they do their competition and, and that sort of thing. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. You know, that's really important to know. Uh, also, you have the Hope Lodge, which is um, was opened in 19, 1995, has 31 guest rooms, and it's uh, very close to um, the local cancer treatment centers. Can you touch on that a bit? Yes. So the Hope Lodge, there are actually 33 of them, I believe, around the country. And what, what the Hope Lodge provides is um, a place for cancer patients and one caregiver to stay while they're receiving cancer treatment if they are outside of 40 miles of the place, if they live outside of 40 miles of the place where they're receiving treatment. So in Cleveland uh, with University Hospital, the Cleveland Clinic, the Metro Health System, we are the most utilized lodge in the country because we have a lot of people that come to us for care. Um, our lodge turned 25 years old and is in much need of renovation. It also is in much need of expansion because we have a wait list all the time. So yeah, so which is tells a lot of good for Cleveland, right? A lot of good things. So in 2019, we embarked on a capital campaign to raise money to renovate the lodge and also to add 12 rooms and some parking. So we started a campaign and the UH, University Hospitals and the Cleveland Clinic were very instrumental in donating um, a, a large portion of the money to start that campaign. Um, it's a $4 million initiative and they've donated close to $3 million. So we're still campaigning to raise the additional 900,000 or so dollars. And one of the ways that we're going to do that this year, which was supposed to happen last year, is um, with the Hope Ball. And yeah, so, so um, yeah. Yeah, we'll tie in the music angle. So uh, the Hope Ball is coming at the Rock Hall in September. So give us a little information yeah. on that. Yeah, so last year, it was originally supposed to happen in October of last year and with COVID, um, two things happened. We had to shut down the Hope Lodge because of the pandemic. Um, as you can imagine, cancer patients can't be exposed to anything that can compromise their immune system. So we had to shut down the lodge. Um, we also had to cancel our events. So we did do a small series of virtual concerts um, last year 
to start to bring awareness to the hope ball, um, hoping hoping that it was going to happen in 2021, which it is slated to happen. Um, so we had front porch lights. Um, they did a concert at the Winchester and they raised um, just under $2,000, which was awesome. Um, we had um, other bands and I should have written down their names because I'm, they're drawing, I'm drawing a blank on them right now. But, um, it was, it was a, a really um, awesome thing for these bands to do because they volunteered their time, the venues volunteered their space. Um, you know, we were only able to have a limited number of people inside the venues at that time. And the American Cancer Society and specifically the committee that isn't responsible for um, Hope, the Hope Ball, um, Emily Hurd, specifically here in Cleveland, did a phenomenal job of putting those concerts out on display. So we did that and we are now scheduled to have the Hope Ball in September, actually on September 18th. And it's going to take place at the Rock Hall. So we're really excited about that. It's the first mm -hmm. time Cleveland is hosting a Hope Ball. So it's inaugural. So we hope, we hope it's big and exciting. We have a great board of ambassadors, which are a bunch of community leaders here in Cleveland that are supporting it. And they are um, actively recruiting other members to support it and bringing in sponsorships. Um, our presenting sponsor this year is Rafi Auto Group. So they have the uh, Mercedes, Benz, and Porsche dealerships out in North Olmstead. And so we're really excited about that because they're a new partner for the American Cancer Society as well and have some uh, very well-respected community leaders in that organization. Wonderful. And then the community, how can they get involved besides uh, attending this wonderful event? Well, we do have volunteer opportunities available, and we also um, have sponsorship opportunities. There is a website. It's uh, clehopeball.org. And if you go onto that website, uh, it'll give you information about the event, how you can buy tickets, you can sign up to volunteer, um, you, and you can also donate. And everything goes directly to the Hope Lodge here in Cleveland. Oh, that's wonderful. I think I may be, you know, putting in some time. Uh, I would love to be involved in that. So uh, that is wonderful information, you know. Well, thank you, Ellie. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for all this good information. Continue to do all the great things that you do for the Cancer Society. And again, your website that to go into for uh, is clevelandhopeball.org. Cleveland yes, Hope it's CLE, but if you CLE Hope Ball, but I'm sure if you Google Cleveland Hope Ball, it'll it'll take you there. Okay, I know I wrote down Cle Hope Ball, but then I said Cle, you know, because <laughs> I'm trying to be clear. But yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. We appreciate your time, and you have a great day. And here with us is Will Sanchez, and he has a wonderful art gallery and boutique uh, that I call Harvest Gallery, and the official name is? La Cosecha Galleria. That is so beautiful, and I really didn't want to mess it up, so that's that you say it. Uh, and where is the gallery again? Uh, it was located on Store Avenue, uh, but we're, we're moving it to Pearl Road, uh, 4490 Pearl Road. Uh, was planning to be opened uh, this spring, uh, end of March, beginning of April.
Okay, if all things go well. Yes, yes. Um, hey, well, uh, you know, just be prepared and see how what happens. Um, and you're a painter and you work with mixed medium. And tell us a little bit about your inspiration and your work. Uh, well, I've been actually drawing since I was like five years old. Uh, but it never crossed my mind to actually like show my work or try to sell my work until a friend of mine, a lifelong friend who had moved away, and he came back and he was a professional artist, a legitimate, starving, trying to make a living as painter artist. And uh, he asked me if I still painted. So I was like, uh, I dabble still, but I never really got serious about it. It just in high school, just drifted away from it. But I still doodled. Um, so he asked me to paint something. I painted something. And from that point on, I was in shows. We opened a gallery together, which is this gallery. The original gallery was in 2001. Uh, he passed away in 2009. And just as a remembrance and a memorial to him, I wanted to continue the gallery. And in 2018, I opened a, a brick mortar one, which is on Store Avenue. Uh, got pretty good PR for it, just because of the story behind it. Uh, it was a it was a convenience store prior in 2003, and I attempted to rob it. Uh, ended up serving two and a half years. Uh, I'm actually pretty close to my judge now. Uh, I'm trying to well before COVID happened, I was trying to create a program for for uh, reentry to to try to develop these guys who do have talent in in prison because it actually is a commodity in prison. Uh, much more than it is out here. <laughs> you know, out here is a struggle to be an artist when we're actually helping everybody develop themselves as far as the uh, neighborhood, as far as, as far as the environment, just in, as far as the identity for the neighborhood. And uh, just the last 20 years is what pretty much where I spent my time is working with the community, working with other artists, and just trying to get my artwork seen. And that, that's kind of where this whole thing continues, uh, where this new place is going to be. Uh, it's going to host a gallery and uh, a cafe, and also I have a boutique um, on Store Avenue, which is open now. That opened. We had to close in for like three months last year. You know, the beginning of the whole thing in March. Uh, then we we opened in June, and I've come to realize that the retail format kind of fits better with the whole situation. And whereas you have an art gallery, it's about one event and trying to get as many people as you can to come there. And it doesn't work right now. And I'm not sure when it's going to work again. So the whole purpose of relocating and try to have like a basically a little uh, one place where it's more retail formatted, but the artwork is still showcased and, and it's still gallery quality. Uh, installments and pieces as far as uh the, the quality of work quality of artists that are going to be showing here wonderful uh, and i just love your backstory and that you were actually one of the most interesting you were named one of the most interesting per people of at cleveland magazine in 2019 um and, and it shows that i love the fact that you you took something that was um negative turned into a positive you're helping the community uh that's wonderful you do have a, a website we'll talk about on march 1st is when uh your creative cafe is is planning to open still on pearl road uh, right yeah uh if we get all the permits that we're waiting for we, we should be open 
Uh, as far as like the remodeling done, it is the floor is being put in put in this week, and so it'd be a matter of me getting in there and getting to work and doing uh, my decoration part, my artistic part of it. Yes. What do you like to paint? Yes. Uh, probably a lot of symbolism. I like to because uh, I read. I actually used to read a lot. I'm probably now that this whole pandemic happened, I'm starting to get reading more again. But I used to be a really avid reader, so I like to mix a lot of uh, metaphor and and, and uh, symbolism and kind of my thoughts and opinions on things and, into my artwork. And it's usually bright. It wasn't always bright, but it's gotten brighter over the years. I guess because my mood's gotten brighter or my outlook's gotten brighter. Um, but it can have a little dark twist in it because we all have that yin and yang in us. So it's a, it's a, it's always like a mixture of images coming together, forming one massive image. Well, I can't wait to see your work. Um, and so let me. Um, so your mission really is to support and enhance the vibrant arts and cultural industry, uh, and you welcome other artists to uh, bring your their work. To yes, the from the very beginning, of the the. the the whole purpose of the whole of the gallery was the, that we couldn't get shows back in the day when Tremont was beginning and uh, Coventry was there and, and this before Detroit Shoreway. Um, back then, it was more of a traditional gallery, you know, cheese, wine, uh, soft music playing in the background. And if you didn't have a name or if you didn't come from a, a art school, you weren't going to get a show. So, like I said, my friend had come back and he was a professional artist, so he wanted to get a show at the at the burgeoning Tremont and we couldn't get one. So we ended up opening the, the gallery in a condemned storefront. So it was a group of us. It was three of us were the founders, but it was probably like 20 artists of what they would call urban artists now and what they used to call outside artists. Basically, artists who never went to school for, for art. Um, and we were we were bringing like 300 people for our shows, and all these artists are still around now. They're they're pro probably the names you know as far as uh, the artists that are working today. Um, but then from there we started getting shows in Tremont. Suddenly, uh, at the time, 1300 Gallery, which is now 78 uh, Street Studios, uh, was just beginning there. So. Uh, Derek Hess and, and his manager, Marty, like embraced us. And, and from that point on, we were having shows where we wanted. And it was a matter of uh, doing our own shows, doing our own thing, not relying on the gallery to, to, to sell our artwork, but, you know, relying on ourselves. Because to me, from that point on, it was like a branding thing. It was a, a marketing thing. We were marketing ourselves, basically, um, because we were artists. So that's how I've, I've always viewed it. And that's always been my perspective of how I work. And that's what I try to teach yeah. other artists. Wonderful. And, um, and so, do you teach art as well? Oh uh, yeah, I've taught art. I've taught art, and you know, to children. Uh, I've taught art to adults, and but usually with the, with the artists, professional artists, it's more of the development part of it. You know, they don't know most of the time where to go get grants or how to put in a grant proposal or anything like that. So that's kind of where. Um, I developed more as far as what I learned over the years. 
and what I because my my actual career background is quality management, which is manufacturing, which is uh, collecting data and and making sure things run right, and make sure our customers' uh, quality is up to par. And so I just took what I learned here and implemented it in what I was doing as far as art, and it just became a process. Yeah, you have to work with both left and right brain, basically. Um, now you have a website as well. Yes, and, and we need to know the website. And if you could spell the gallery's name as well, too. Okay, the, the website is www.lacosechagalleria.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, if you look up L-A-C-O-S-E-C-H-A-G-A-L. E-R-I-A on Facebook, uh, uh, www.facebook.com slash La Cosecha Galleria. And then the website is www.lacosechagalleria.com. Okay, and we will, I'm sure we'll have a link for that as well. Um, and uh, again, the cafe will be, is, and the gallery is together now. We'll be together on a program. We'll be right. housing three three separate uh, businesses, basically. One is a boutique. It's, it's basically going to be a section for the boutique I have on store, uh, which is open, so you can visit that too, um, which also uh, promotes artwork. We, we have an open mic there during the, during the summertime. Um, but well, we did. We, we began that. <laughs> Eventually, what will, what will become the format here is also uh, an open mic, and we'll have uh, live music. Eventually, uh, we have a patio. Um, so hopefully, the development will come along during the summer, and and if things will open up, and everybody will be healthy, and things will go well. Yes, we all can't wait for that to be able to to live a normal life again and to show you know, see creative works again like that and experience music and art and, and all that. So I wish you the very luck, Will. It was really great talking to you. Uh, I can't wait to see your work and, and stop in at your, your place. So thank you. Again. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'll keep in touch and make sure you guys uh, come by when, when we open up. and praise as God to bless my days and guide my ways woke up in the morning and I gave thanks and praise only ja only ja only ja knows our ways oh but the wicked don't see it like this they fight us down every day Oh no, the wicked don't see it like us They put stumbling blocks in our way That's why I say if we hold on Hold on Hold on And Nazi soon conquer Babylon And Dingy soon go home to Zion Woke up in the morning and I gave thanks and praise as God to bless my days and guide my ways.
woke up in the morning and I gave thanks and praise. Only ya, only ya, only ya knows our ways. Oh, but the wicked don't see it like this. They fight us down every day. Oh no, the wicked don't see it like us. They put stumbling blocks in our way. That's why I say, if you hold on, hold on, hold on. And that is soon conquer Babylon. And Dingy soon go home to Zion.
Okay, we are back at the Cleveland Beach Show, and here with us is Terry Bob, the founding member and drummer of a St. Lucian reggae band based in Ohio, the Ark Band, spreading the joys of roots, rock, and reggae throughout the land. Hi, Terry. How are you? Hi, Deanna. I'm doing Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Well, I wanted to start off with, you know, always intrigues me how band members uh, or bands um, form their name or get the ideas for their, their band name. So can you tell us how that came about, how you formed the members of your band, kind of get us, you know, those that aren't acquainted, uh, let us hear all well, about yes, it. Well, uh, yes, the name The Ark Band came about because many, many years ago, we had two of everything. We had two brothers, Eustace and I, the bass and the drums with two brothers and we had two girls and we had two white kids For some reason it just happened that we had two of everything so it seems appropriate to name the band the arc band that was one of the Perfect. things that we that we came up with yes and what year was that do you remember uh, i gosh i always have to think back uh, was it in uh uh i think it's 87 that's what it was in 87 yeah yeah, and, and you traveled a lot all these years throughout the Midwest. Um, and tell me about those travels and how last year was a bit different. Yes, well, the, gosh, we've traveled, just name it, we've been. Uh, my <laughs> personal joke, as I tell people all the time, that we've been from New York to California, literally from Canada to Jamaica, you know. Just really? Oh. Name everywhere. We have played, yeah, we have played in every state in the United States of in the lower 48. So yeah, talking about traveling, we have traveled wow. far and wide. So, so yeah, we have done a lot of traveling in our for, for 30, 34 years. We've been on the road. We, you know, we lived in New York. We came to America in 76 and we lived in New York for 10 years. We had our little, you know, garage band back then. And then we mm -hmm. came to Ohio in 86. And we've been on the road ever since, from 1986 to now. We've actually never stopped. Last year was the first year, which is 2020, that we uh, we played just a whole month for February and the first week of March, and we hadn't played since. Well, yes, we had two virtual wow. shows in my backyard, but we hadn't played any <laughs> of last year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what are the uh, who are the current members? Well, Eustace and I are the founding members. He's the bass player, I'm the drummer. And we have Mark, mm -hmm. Mark Hunter, who's the lead singer. Right. And he's been with us, gosh, you know, we, we, there's been so many years that you have to think, you know, of how many years. Yeah. Mark's <laughs> been in the band over 12 years, must be coming up on 15 years. I can't even really remember. Wow. And he's the lead singer. And Mark's from Africa, though, for people that don't know. He's actually from Sierra Leone, but he's like us. He's been in the Americas for a lot, a lot of years. And, you know, if and when you get to talk to Mark, you'll never even know that he's from Africa because he speaks just like an American, even way better than me. He doesn't have African accent at all. And then we have Cole. Cole's been in the band since he was 16 years old, and he is 25 or 26 years old now. So he's been around for a long time, you know, and each one of these guys have their own individual stories of how they came to the band, how they joined, but, you sure. know, we'll do that another time. And then we have sure. Sam. Sam is a keyboard player. 
Here's the newest edition of the band. He's been around for it's coming up on three years now. So we there's we have a unit of five, and it's a great great unit. Couldn't ask for anything more. Well, you sound you guys sound great. I watched your videos and listened to your music, and um, I think you should write a book. If you guys been you had this band for so long, I can see a book <laughs> happening with all your travels and and yeah. all that. Um, so. A lot of, like a lot of bands, you're putting together uh, new, new releases, some CDs, and a couple singles. So let's hear about that. Well, we're working on our fifth CD. And speaking about writing a book, you must be the hundredth person that have said you guys should write a book. You know, and I always say yes. Um, I'll dictate it, but you write it. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, but we, yeah, we have enough literature to write a book. My gosh, like I said, 34 years on the road, there's enough to write wow. about things, bad things, just name it. Just, but it's, it's been a good, it's been a good 34 years. It's been a good run. So we're working on our fifth CD and uh, there are nine, 10, about 11 songs in the CD. And the one good thing is every song will have a video to it which is really exciting. We're really excited about that. So what we did because of the COVID and, and the way the music went last year, we decided to release uh, singles. So we have released three singles so far. Uh, Hold On was the first one. Jehovah's Throne was the second one. And all, all these single songs have videos to them. So Hold On, Bye. Jehovah's Throne. And the third, re the recent release was uh, the way I run. Yes, love that. Yes, uh, and um, who are the songwriters on these songs? Is one? Do you write them? Well, well the hold on, hold on. I wrote hold on. It's, mm -hmm. uh, 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 we should say quote unquote a Jamaican rhythm. It's an older rhythm that a lot of people use. You know. Um, is the, the Dennis Brown rhythm, but the song itself, the lyrics, I wrote the lyrics and Jehovah's Throne, Mark wrote the lyrics, but the music was Eustace's, the bass player. You know, he wrote okay. the, the bass line and the music to it and Mark sang over that. And um, uh, the way I run, Mark also wrote that song and he came up with it with the you know, he said, I want the bass line to be like this and be like that. So he did that. And But when we, you know, the, the, the songwriter comes with a song and then everybody pitches in, you know, their own little ingredient here or there. Like, for instance, you know, I'll say, well, we need some horns over here or we need a little disc over here or we need that. And so we all, you know, kind of pitch in after the song is written and, and is presented to the band. So, but yeah, they're individual songwriters, but um, uh, yeah, we have individual songwriters, but it's a it's a it's a group effort that makes it come about. Yeah, and that's wonderful. Really, musical camaraderie, uh, and it's it's great when you can all work together and produce such amazing work and amazing music that we're going to also hear at the end of this uh, interview. Um, you have a Facebook page. And anybody can go on that and watch the videos, correct? Oh, it's a little yes. fish yeah. record, by the way. Um, and your website is thearcband.com, uh, the A-R-K band.com. And let's see, so Saturday night, um, what, what should we 
expect. Uh, what- Coming up is a, the tribute to Bob Marley, in which uh, before COVID, every month, every February, we would play the whole month of February. We've been doing it for the past four years, and it's gosh, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. That last year, it spilled into March. So we did the whole month wow. of February and spilled into March. Uh, so no, it's a tribute to Bob Marley, and we, we do about ninety minutes of Bob Marley music, um, which is which is really 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 cool. I I actually haven't found a, another band to replicate a Bob Marley music like the Ark Band. So yeah, Saturday night will Love be it. really good. I'm, I'm looking forward. It's going to be all Bob Marley tribute to the King. Yes, yeah, King for sure. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Um, okay, well, you know, I can't wait to to sit in on it. I'm going to be at the music box while you're, and you'll be live streaming Bob Marley music. Love it. And we will see you. It starts at 730, correct? And I, I yeah, I think, I believe. <laughs> I'm just kind of reminding the audience. Um all right. Well, I can't wait to meet you in person and we will see you on Saturday. And thank you so much, Terry, for your time. Really appreciate it. Yes, this is the Cleveland Beat. Live and direct. It will affect what you're talking about. Say you don't know the Cleveland Beat. What you're talking about. Say you don't know the Cleveland Beat. You must be crazy You must be crazy